Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind with your host, John Spencer. Grab a mug of your favorite brew and join me and my sister, Carla, and then get ready to brew your brain, sharpen your wit, and enrich your faith. We'll give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning. Plus, I'll offer up some thoughts to ponder on your walk with Jesus. So let's get this show on the road. All right. Hey, good morning, Carla. How are you this morning? Oh, good morning, John. Good morning, Daily Grind. I'm pretty good. (laughs) All right. Happy Monday, the week that everybody goes back to work. Yes, in the week I have to curtail my coffee consumption. I hope I make it this week. (laughs) Having to step back. Yeah, so, but it's Monday, January 8th. And on this date in 1835, the United States official debt was zero dollars and zero cents. Wow, what a great day. <laughs> what happened? Oh, okay. <laughs> and on this date in 1851, Jean Foucault proved that the earth rotated on its axis. Well, good for don't him. Know. I, I don't, don't know how he did that. I don't either, but yeah, way to go, guy. There you go. Um, on this date in 1982, AT&T was broken up into 22 smaller companies, and they all were called Baby Bells. Yes, they were. Oh, my goodness. I remember that. Yep. That was a big deal. Big, big. It, big, big, big. And on this date in 1964, President Lyndon Johnson announced the War on Poverty during his State of the Union address. Oh, he declared war on poverty. Yeah. Okay. We were declared war on a lot of things. So yeah, yeah, that was a good good declaration. Although I think we have treated yeah. it more like a police action. Um, yeah. <laughs> January eighth is Argyle Day. Oh, I do love Argyle. There, I got some Argyle socks. I guess I'll wear them today. It's Bubble Bath Day. Okay. It's National Winter Skin Day. I guess okay. that's dry, flaky, itchy skin day. I don't know. So you have to take a bubble bath. So you have to take a bubble bath with moisturizer. Yes. Um, and appropriately, it's War on Poverty Day. Okay. So there you go. And now it's that time, Daily Grinders, to sharpen your wit. You know that you just don't see criminals on TV with pantyhose over their heads anymore. No, you don't. I've seen that in a long time. And you would think you would, because with facial (laughs) recognition stuff, you'd think pantyhose would be a bigger deal now on your head than, but. Right. Oh, my goodness. Brass doorknobs, when it comes to germs, will self-disinfect within seven hours due to the antimicrobial properties of brass. I had no idea. How about that? Yeah, that is another reason to have all brass doorknobs. I like it. They keep themselves clean. Um, Actors are on a TV show, but in a movie. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, I guess they are. Different prepositions. I wonder why. Hmm. Hmm. Why you're not on a movie or in a TV series, maybe. But yeah, you're on a TV show and in a movie. Um, I don't know 
I have you ever used the I'm feeling lucky button on a Google search? You know, <laughs> I don't I haven't. I think that thing's been out there like 16 years. I don't know that I feel unlucky, <laughs> but I don't know that I've ever hit that thing. I might just give that a give that a go this week. Yeah, 2024. That's an it's a low hanging fruit resolution. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the I'm feeling lucky Google search button. Okay. I think it's I funny that Bob Seger's old time rock and roll mm-hmm. is now old time rock and roll. <laughs> right, because uh, yeah. back in the day it was new rock and roll. It was a Current. new song about old rock and roll. Now it's rock and roll. it's it's old rock and oh. roll. <laughs> Doc Brown, they say in Back to the Future. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Named his dog Einstein because Doc Brown broke all of Einstein's rules and thought Einstein wasn't all that smart. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's kind of. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. The metal part of a pencil is called the ferrule. Can you spell it for me? F E R R U L E. Yeah, that little band that holds the okay. eraser on. Yeah, that's something that's new to know in 2024. Okay. If you were to get your mouth stuck in a mouse trap, you would have to pronounce it mouth trap. What? Say that again. <laughs> if you got your mouth stuck in a mouse trap, oh. you'd have to pronounce it mouth trap. Okay. Yes, you would. Okay. Which is funny because you'd probably talk funny, but it it would be mouth. So multi levels there. There you go. Stay away from mouse traps with your mouth. And now it's that time on the daily grind to enrich your faith. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six. Now, the Bible verses in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 are pretty popular, pretty cherished, probably seen them on some sort of art. And it's often quoted because it's one of those things that brings us comfort during tough times, reminds us that God's in control. And if we stick to following him, he will guide us through those difficulties. But ultimately, it is about getting wisdom, living wisely. I mean, if you flip through just a few chapters of Proverbs, you'll notice that it's written in a way that's not like your typical read. In fact, if you were to read Proverbs straight through, it's kind of like having a conversation with someone who only ever drops one-liners. But all of these short sayings in Proverbs are about getting godly wisdom. And in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Solomon is talking about finding peace through wise living. And as he wraps it up, he's basically saying, look, hey, go after wisdom. It is worth it. So let's dig in. We'll break these verses down a little bit one at a time. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Listen, trusting God isn't a one-time decision. It is an on going commitment. And it's not just a mental choice. I mean, it's about making daily choices to trust God with everything that you are and that you have. I can always tell 
by how quickly I am frustrated or irritated where my trust is. Man, when I'm trusting in my own stuff, mm, look out. When I'm really trusting him, man, I will experience that peace that doesn't make any sense. Lean not on your own understanding. So even after you're trusting God, we still might be tempted, because I know I am, to rely on our own wisdom. Trusting and leaning, they have very similar meanings. But here, leaning implies relying on something for support to stay upright. And you can't fully trust God if you're still holding on to your own ways. Is obeying his direction and his commands. It's understanding that he is Lord and and he will make your paths straight. So trusting God, not leaning on our own understanding, submitting to him, they all come with a promise. Now, it doesn't guarantee that everything will always go our way, but it assures us that in the end, God will guide us, even if our path seems unclear right now. I mean, I think this passage is teaching us that true joy comes from trusting God, not ourselves. Difficulties will come, and our limited understanding is going to have it appear like God isn't in control, but he is. And the Bible never promises us comfortable, never promises us an easy life, but it does promise that God is with us and that one day we'll see the full picture. God is doing things that we just can't see this side of heaven. He's working things out that we cannot understand in our finite means. I like the way that Philip Yancey said it, that faith is believing in advance what will only make sense in reverse. So what are some practical ways that we can apply this? So let's talk about that. How to trust in the Lord, not just in theory, but in real rubber meeting the road, practical kind of ways. First of all, give your worries, give your stresses, give your anxieties to God. It's like 1 Peter 5, 7 says, toss all of that stuff onto God because he cares about you. Now that's a pretty awesome promise. So when something is stressing you out, whether it's a big deal or it's a little hiccup, throw it God's way. Trusting the Lord involves handing over your worries, big and small. Trusting God is also trusting that my worries matter to him, that his care for me is true. Okay, second, connect with God regularly. Look, Trust isn't built overnight. It's not flipping a switch. It's not taking a pill. It's organic. It grows when you take steps of faith, not knowing exactly how things will turn out. So to build that trust, you have to spend time with God on a regular basis. Look, I understand. That's a thing. You go to church, people are always going to say that. But honestly, there is no other way to grow your trust in God than spending time with him and not treating him like some cosmic vending machine, but wanting to grow and develop a relationship, trusting that he loves you as you are, trusting that he won't leave you as you are, that there's never a point where he's not with you and doesn't love you completely.
Third, you need to follow God's wisdom. The world is constantly throwing its opinions at us, telling us what to think, what to do, what's important, what's not. But here is the deal. Followers of Jesus should trust that even when it seems a bit puzzling, even when it doesn't make sense, God's wisdom is the way to go. Anytime my reality looks different than what God has put in his word, guess what's true? Man, reality is going to look like words on a page. His path is the one that leads to the life that he promised us. Fourth, you need to live in community. God called us to be his body here on earth. Man, when he saved us, he just didn't bring me into a relationship with him. He saved me into his family, into his body. Life's tough, and we were never meant to go through it alone. So there's going to be times when following Jesus feels like it is only uphill. And that's when we need each other. That's when we need to help carry each other's burdens. That's when we need to know that people are praying for one another. Trusting in God means letting others speak into our life. And lastly, waiting. Yeah, I get it. Waiting isn't often very fun. I myself have, have a hard time sometimes being patient. But here is the thing. There's a purpose in the waiting. Those seasons where it feels like nothing's happening, they're not wasted. God is up to something, even if we can't see it. And trusting in God means sometimes waiting patiently for him, knowing that God is at work. Trusting in God means waiting patiently for him, knowing that God is at work, continuing even at times when we find ourselves in the dry places, in the desert, when the sky seems like it's brass. I want to thank you for joining me in another episode of The Daily Grind. Please do all that podcast stuff. Rate us, review us, share it, and I hope that you will join us tomorrow on an all-new episode of The Daily Grind. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask God. He gives it generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given unto you. Father, we thank you for the privilege of being able to come before you with our worries, our fears, our doubts, our anxieties. And we just ask that you would grant us wisdom and guidance in areas where we need it. Help us to be still in your presence so that we can listen to the still small voice of your spirit speaking to us and give us courage to trust in your will, even when it might not make sense to us and help us stay focused on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, who we need to abide in to find life and life more abundantly. Help us remember that wherever we And whatever we go through, you are with us and in us and in the midst of it all. In Jesus' name.